And we're back with another glorious episode of the Free Roam Podcast. How you doing, Mr. Jor? How you doing? Uh, Luke, do you know a way to repair an Xbox? I, I, With, of course, the news last week that they were going to leave the hardware <laughs> business and just like quit altogether, I, I thought I was like done. I was like, I'm not going to play on my Xbox anymore. I'm going to throw this thing away out of the window and it broke. And yeah, now we just got the news and I'm kind of like wondering if <laughs> you know a way to fix it. Now I feel like an idiot. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for those of you not aware, uh, or if you, it just slipped your mind, that's totally fine. Um, Xbox just 32 minutes ago posted a podcast thing uh, explaining their business model and kind of what they're planning on doing um, moving forward. And it was their attempt to directly address all of these rumors that have been going around for the last month or so about them bringing some of their biggest games to PlayStation and all the biggest Xbox fanboys were like sh sharing videos of them throwing away their Xboxes and like burning, <laughs> burning Xbox shirts they had. It was honestly very, very funny. It's like when, when a like fan of a football team is upset that a player got traded or retired or something or moved to another team. And so they burn all of their merchandise and everything as if that's going to make a difference. That's basically what happened here. Um, yeah. And now that we know the actual details of what their plan is and what they're doing, I think a lot of people probably are going to feel a little silly, but we'll go through all of that. Uh, before we yeah, jump yeah. into it, how have the last uh, the last week and a half, two weeks treated you? Yeah, pretty well. Uh, I finished Banishers, Ghost of New Eden. I, I really like that game and yeah. I think we should all support it because we don't get these triple A or double A near... Nearly triple A new IP single player action RPGs often um, because, yeah, mostly these companies that make these types of games are investing in like either popular franchises, like in terms of movies or like Marvel games, obviously, um, or just like a God of War or something, but a completely new, fresh take on, uh, on that genre. Uh, we don't see that often, and they really nailed, I think, what they set out to do. So, if you like these types of games, basically like God of War, but you have uh, narrative choices that have very big consequences. It's a very unique, um, yeah, unique type of game. We both did a video on it, so check it out. I think, yeah, uh, yeah it, it's worth the shout out. So I, I was playing that, and then so I went from a high to like, for me, maybe the lowest of lows. Oh, skill and bones. Uh. I, I, oh my god, I thought I was, I was not like, oh, gonna no. like the game, but damn, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm working on a. I was first like, I'm not gonna do a video on it, but I was doing the stream, and I, I still had a lot of people asking, like, what do you think? What do you think? And I thought it was like pretty clear that we, that you should not buy this game, but I, some people are still, yeah, it's like a pirate game from Ubisoft. I like Black Flag. Let's give it a shot, but. I want to warn people. It's it's, uh, it's really not great. It's There's I think so the many worst bizarre choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the worst full priced Ubisoft game that I think I've played, ever. Maybe. Yeah. Don't you know it's quadruple A though? Don't you know that? <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's like another level. Yeah, that's so weird, man. That that's just a like, yeah, they spend two hundred million dollars on it, but that doesn't mean that we, uh, yeah, should pay full price for yeah. it. Like that's not how it works. Yeah. Now it's. 
it like there's so many little bitty choices like the first few hours of the game you have to grind like collecting materials so you're playing a it's, pirate game oh where you're like sailing around cutting down trees but not going on shore to cut down trees going and doing like a little mini game on it's like a mobile mini game it's yeah like a... <laughs> it's so bad and like i've played the end game because i got to go to a preview event where we got to do yeah. that and that was better it at least felt like a, a pirate game but they wouldn't say how far in the game that was. They just kept saying dozens and dozens of hours in. And so I'm like, if you have to pay play like, say, 24, 36 hours to get to the pirate part of the pirate game, what are we doing? <laughs> like That's ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah it's shocker. It's, it's really like usually these life service games try to hook you in that first hour because, yeah, they want to make sure that you know, okay, I'm investing tens of hours or maybe 100 hours into it. I know what I'm going to get. But they really took the, you start at the lowest of lows and then become a kingpin very seriously where you really have to do the most boring tasks and yeah. sail 2,000 meters to an objective that takes you one minute to complete and then sail all the way back to these like lifeless NPCs. It's wild man it's wild yeah it's it's one of those games where like at this point i've played probably like 15 20 hours of sea of thieves oh, or man. sea of thieves jesus oh skull and bones uh, okay. after all this time um before it's even come out and so the game isn't even out yet and i'm already like done with it so i don't know if i'll end up making another video on it i'm just like like what yeah, else that, that was my say? take on it as well. But then I saw a lot of people that were like, "Oh, I'm gonna cancel my pre-order after watching this gameplay." I was like, "What? How? How did you? Why did you pre-order this yeah. in the first place?" I'm just stunned by that. But uh, yeah, I wanted to kind of publish a warning, and it's coming along. So uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I also got like a lot of feedback on. Of course, I was like a little higher on the Suicide Squad than other people, and everyone was like, "You like every game." So I'm like, yeah, but I don't like making videos on games that I don't like. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't. But now I'm like, okay, you guys wanted this. Let's do it. Let's well, it's, go. it's a similar thing I've run into where, like, I, I accept uh, sponsorships for, like, the I Tried videos I do. Where I'm like, yeah, if you want to pay me to play your game, make a video, share it with my audience, okay. My deal with that is I always, we always negotiate into the contract. I'm allowed to say whatever I want to say. So even if I have problems, come across bugs, I'm allowed to put that in the video. Um, regardless, like I, I, that's part of the deal. And people are often like, you sometimes will point out bugs or stuff, but you seem to like everything that you're sponsored to play. I'm like, yeah, cause I'm not going to accept a sponsorship for a game I know I will hate. Like. I've been offered to to try like the most crazy, like insane ten cent over monetized like gotcha game that's basically just a casino, um, but we've turned that down because how am I going to make an interesting video on that? And plus, I don't want to accept their money for something that I'm not interested in, and that the whole video is going to be like this sucks. Like that doesn't help anybody. So naturally like the videos we end up making are on games that we're more inclined yeah. to to like you know but with totally all of this sense. like yeah uh, yeah i mean shocker skull and bones not living up to no but i i, I, I for me it's like worse than than i thought it's like really just the, like a an old school ubisoft game suddenly appearing again it's like 
I thought we left Breakpoint in the past, but we're here again. It's yeah, it's wild, man. It's wild. At, at least it's out. Like it's done. Yeah, the we're, tale yeah, of Skull and Bones. Star Wars Outlaws, Assassin's Creed Reds. We're yeah. finally moving, moving on. It's you know uh, okay. Uh, I was just gonna say. Uh, I saw a comment asking. Um, so the reason I have a bag of of ice on my desk is because I was taking Lachlan out of the car. And I did the thing where I had him in my right arm and then I grabbed like the door and I swung it closed, but my thumb was caught in the door. And so oh, if damn. I swap and it, you'll have to see this on the camera or on the stream drawer, but you can see my, my thumbnail is starting to freak out and fill okay, that looks with bad. Yeah. blood. So <laughs> I have a, a very hurt uh, thumb at the moment and it's I don't know if it's broken or what but it does not feel good so I have an appointment at urgent care I made right before coming downstairs um, for an hour and 20 well not an hour and 20 like two hours from now so we'll have to be done with the show in about an hour and 20 minutes um, okay that's fine we're but, we're, but f thanks for your sacrifice that you're still here yeah to do the podcast yeah and can you imagine this. i have to cancel the show i hurt my thumb <laughs> i was telling nikki though nikki just yesterday was joking because we were saying that some of these celebrities have like insurance policies on like their their legs if they're like a dancer on broadway or they'll have insurance policies on their throat if they're a musician or something so if they lose their voice they they are not totally ruined. And uh, she was joking. You need to get an insurance policy on your hands. So if something happens, you can still play games and, uh, you know, or not still play games, but you can at least make money even if you can't play games to review them and stuff. And we were joking about how ridiculous that would be. But now, like, Mike I want to play, <laughs> I want to play Helldivers and stuff on controller, <laughs> but I can't use like the left stick because it's like it's very painful so it's funny that just yesterday we were joking about that and now it's like actually that could have been uh that could have been a good idea actually <laughs> i don't know who you go to sign. maybe you should yeah i don't know can you imagine calling like who's your, willing to your all state rep and just like hey so all state or state farm i, I need an insurance policy oh yeah house car no my thumb <laughs> like what <laughs> be great anyway anyway but um great to have all of you yeah. guys here it's wonderful to see yeah, you thanks for joining yes um i appreciate all of you guys here live both on youtube and uh twitch you guys are fantastic i'm glad you're here um i think we probably should just deal with the um the elephant in the room, the titular topic, the Xbox stuff. Rango, thank you for re-upping your membership. He says, LMAO, everyone was wrong. Good job spreading rumors, especially Mr. Matty. I don't know if Matty was. I think in general, Xbox people heard yeah, yeah. rumors that X games were being considered to come to other platforms. And yeah. they took that as, oh my but God, everything. If all those games were coming, the sort of headlines, this is the end. Uh oh, yeah. Yeah, Xbox going third party. It was kind of crazy. It was insane. But I have to say, thanks to those people that sacrificed their Xbox, that threw it in the trash can. <laughs> I don't know what they did with it, but it, they, they destroyed them. We uh, have Xbox coming forward with more info than I think they were planning to share because the rumors were always that they wanted to talk about this. It would be weird to have an announcement of Hi-Fi Rush coming to PlayStation and Switch without them getting in front of that first, right? Mm -hmm. But because of all these rumors, they're now doing this podcast. And I think even because everyone was getting this crazy, we even have info on the next Xbox. 
Yeah. And I don't think they were planning to share that. So I want to say everyone who sacrificed their Xbox, thank you. I hope you have a money to buy a new one because you did not need to do that. <laughs> you look pretty stupid but, right now. <laughs> yeah, we, we appreciate it. So we now have some new info that we otherwise would not have. Yeah. So I mean, uh, let's go over it. Let's let's go over it. So just like Draftor alluded to, the presumption a lot of people, uh, all that was leaked and rumored was that Xbox was considering bringing games in their portfolio to other consoles like the Switch, potentially yeah. even the PS5. That's all the rumor was. What creators took that to mean was, oh my God, Xbox is bringing Indiana Jones, Starfield, Gears, all of these games to other platforms day one. They're going to stop making consoles. Xbox is giving. Yeah, my library will be gone. Like, yeah. what, what? I'm. I have to move to PlayStation, but about all my games on Xbox, what now? Right, stuff yeah. like that. It's it. Yeah, it's it's pure insanity. Like it, it was just, and I, I think a lot of maybe creators and journalists weren't clear and like super, super precise in their language saying, this is all just, for one, it's a rumor. And in addition to it being a rumor, it's also that they're considering. It's not that they've decided to do this. It's that they thought maybe. Like, yeah, I think I've, I've considered uploading videos on Rumble. Does that mean <sighs> that I'm moving to Rumble? No, it would be like a secondary thing to upload there. As you heard a video it here backup. first, everyone. Yeah, no, but I really think that <laughs> someone like shared the first rumor, and then I think other people that were not really like sure on that they were not really corroborating it with multiple people. They were like, "Hey, I'm hearing this as well. So if that person hears that, it must be true." So then everyone was like sharing their things, and that really. Uh, well, yeah, really went sideways. But really, the thing that we now learned, they put up a podcast, uh, 21 minutes, Luke with big brain mo move, uh, watched yeah. it at two times the speed. So I was when everyone was still in 15 minutes, man, <laughs> I was done so quick. I, I was like, damn, that, that's that's very smart because <laughs> I was just like listening to Phil talk like slowly. And you already knew all the info. Hey, but four games are coming. That's what they said, but they have not said the games. Although we got The Verge and they know the games. So there will be two games coming first. Hi-Fi Rush and Pentiment. Pentiment is, of course, the Obsidian game. Uh, very high reviews. Mm. Launched at the end of 2020. But, yeah, nobody really played it. It's kind of like a medieval, very cool art style uh, detective type game. It's like a, yeah, very... It, it's not really an Xbox game. It's like not, I think, really for that audience. So it makes sense that they bring those over. And I think both Hi-Fi Rush and Pentiment work on the switch as well because they're not that uh yeah graphics heavy and hi-fi rush like i started playing it on xbox something came up i will now totally wait for the ps5 version because i i think that game uh, yeah i of course heard good things about it but yeah want to get those trophies now and the other two games are seal thieves and grounded so that is it Which like that, makes, that, that that perfect sense yeah, that, that, yeah 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 and and the reason they gave is like I mean, we d we are only going to do this for games that are one year uh, old or like even older, and they just want those games to have a bigger audience, and that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, I think also uh, I, I listened to Colin Moriarty's podcast often, and he made a great point for Hi-Fi Rush. Like that's made by Tango GameWorks in Japan, and nobody has an Xbox in Japan, so nobody in their own country has played the, that game. While on Switch and PlayStation, hey. Of course, way more people in Japan have that. So it just makes sense. And they really said Starfield, Indiana Jones are not coming, at least 
Yeah. Not right now, like Phil Spencer did say uh, to The Verge, I don't think we should, as an industry, ever rule out a game going to any other platform. At least right now, it's not the plan. Yeah. And I mean, all of these games, like you said, I, I think make sense to bring to places like the Switch. Pentiment on the Switch sounds perfect. Uh, sea of Thieves, I'm honestly shocked Sea of Thieves is not already cross-platform on everything. Man, we got Skull and Bones now. Why would we need Sea of Thieves, right? <laughs> yeah, I stand corrected. Um, <laughs> Hyper Rush, you know, of course, makes perfect sense. And Grounded as well, being like a, a multiplayer uh, survival game, that makes perfect sense. The more people that are able to play that game across different platforms would be great. Um, so it just makes sense. Like all of these games make sense. And they said, these are the four and Phil specific, like Phil specifically said, if you're on another console and you see these four games coming, do not assume we're bringing more because we're just bringing these four. That's our plan. Maybe we bring more, maybe we don't, but right yeah, now, but if these are successful, these they might, because yeah. they really are looking at this as like a test bed and yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they didn't just like clearly say high fair rush penament, see if these and grounded. Like, I don't know why they were so coy with it during the, yeah. the thing, especially because the verge already has knowledge of what they are, but still, I mean, it's, it's clear. It makes sense. Um, you know, they, they made also, a deal with Nintendo to have that be like a direct announcement. Like maybe there are yeah. some deals in place where I don't know. Yeah. They can like whisper to the verge what it is, but their official yeah. announcement. I think the verse. Yeah. has like source. Yeah. Sources. So. Yeah. I don't know. I think one uh, of the other things that was also interesting to hear just stated very clearly was Matt Booty said game pass is only on Xbox uh, and Xbox like platform. So like specifically Xbox consoles and PC that rules out bringing like game pass or some version of game pass to the switch it rules it out certainly bring it to the the playstation 5 which i don't think was ever really a possibility but still it's clear this is something exclusive to our hardware and our platforms like windows we're not gonna plan on bringing this elsewhere um yeah which is cool to hear them just very directly and very clearly um say it i mean yeah but that, that could also change in the future like at one point if elder scrolls comes out and microsoft goes to sony and they're like if you want elder scrolls the only way you can do it is have a game pass on your system they might be like okay make a microsoft exclusive type game pass service for our system where only those uh microsoft studio games are on the platform i, I would mean, guess the only way it would yeah. work on playstation though without just the barrage of of difficulty of porting games over um i mean like starfield barely runs as is so imagine getting that running on the playstation <laughs> like it'd be a nightmare so i think it would make sense to support it by way of x cloud where it's like an app you can mm. launch on your playstation 5 and then stream it um that to me makes yeah, but then sense. they don't need the playstation 5 actually because maybe by that time every smart tv already has the smart uh, the game pass app so it's true yeah and that's why like I, why would playstation go through the trouble of accommodating that especially because there's like what does sony get from that unless it's like a ten dollar app you have to buy and then they take three bucks off at the top like what does sony yeah, get that's from how, the streaming that's how i think apple and google do it as well right with netflix and spotify and stuff on their uh, phone uh, store uh, so yeah that that might be the way for them to do it but uh, we don't know like yeah i mean at one point there will be this big divide again. Like Microsoft will finally have big exclusives. And I think getting Game Pass on PlayStation does mean that the Xbox as a platform for a lot of people get even less interesting because they can still buy those games on a PlayStation. 
yeah or splay them but i think with it, all this yeah. it's just it's cool to see them try to directly address it just be like these are the four games well they didn't say these four games but we know the four games we're only doing four and our goal has always been to give more players access to more games and to empower creators to make the best games they can they're bringing diablo to game pass in march which is cool to hear yeah, them march announce. 28th um yep. so they're doing stuff like that and to me like it's it's just a nothing burger like this whole thing is like oh they're bringing these more niche games over to these other platforms and everybody's been losing their minds over this for the last month and now it all just kind of looks really really silly uh frankly yeah after all of but this I, yeah and i totally thought it was gonna be more than this and it might still be but at least not for the foreseeable future because we also have the first saying that i, I understand that microsoft also has previously been weighing up the idea of bringing Gears of War, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and even the next Doom game, which kind of a bombshell that they are basically saying there's a new Doom game coming uh, to rival platforms. And that makes sense. Like, they probably looked at the Doom sales. Like, um, the most recent one, Eternal, probably sold more on PlayStation than on Xbox and PC. So they're losing a big player base if they're not launching on PlayStation. So... It's going to be interesting to see what they do, but they are still going by uh, for a case-by-case basis. But again, right now, it's only these four games. And yeah, yeah the, those games have lived their life. Like they, I don't think there's any benefit to just keeping them on uh, on Xbox. Yeah, I, I think we're seeing a, a, an evolution of their strategy. I've been saying for a long time, as has Phil Spencer, what they've been doing has not been working. So they're trying something different, yeah. and that's in the form of Game Pass. And really, what what Xbox fans need to understand is that Microsoft has shifted the strategy. So now the Xbox console, the big old box right there, that is a secondary consideration. That's no longer the primary element of their business. Whereas for like PlayStation, of course, selling a PlayStation console is the very first pillar and everything falls from that. With Xbox, it's Game Pass. If you're playing Game Pass through PC, they're happy. If you play Game Pass through Xbox, they're happy. If you play through xCloud on your phone, they're happy. Their goal is to get software distributed everywhere they can, which has been Microsoft's goal with Windows and everything else they've done, um, even on the commercial side of things, which is why they bring Microsoft Office to the Mac, even though Apple and Microsoft are not necessarily best friends. They're direct competitors, but they still bring their software to those other platforms. So... With all of this, I think it's just there's there's a big shift. People are kind of still thinking that we're in 2008 and Xbox is approaching things the same way, and they're just frankly not. Um, whether it ends up being the right decision or not is going to be interesting, but we won't know that for five, ten years once all of this plays out, once we've seen what uh, yeah. like Activision and Bethesda are able to do moving forward with full exclusives on the Xbox platforms. But, I mean, I think starting later this year, especially when you get that Indiana Jones uh, game and we get some of the other stuff coming, all of this will be a distant memory, and um, I think people are just going to be focused on the games that they have pouring Yeah, out. but but I'm, I just don't know if, like, the Hellblade and Indiana Jones will move the needle, though. We also had, like, numbers, 34 million Game Pass subscribers on both PC and Xbox, and I'm now looking at Twitter, and people are saying, and rightfully so, that this might be because they, of course, very sneaky, changed the name of Xbox Live to Game Pass. So if you now have a gold subscription that was... Yeah, previously only for online play. 
you now also have a Game Pass subscription. So they are probably saying 34 million, which is uh, which is pretty good, but it's probably because they yeah put those two together. Man, it's still money's and, money. <laughs> They're good either yeah, way. Yeah, but but first it was like they had 25 million Game Pass subscribers and so like x million uh yeah yeah yeah. live gold uh, and now it's like they they combine it too um but yeah like you said it's been clear that they have plateaus on their platform and yeah the only like on pc they're gonna make some big uh strides with like diablo coming to the service like that's gonna be probably big for them um i i put this in there as well in the doc like that was also a rumor that I thought was even the biggest sort of thing that maybe Call of Duty is not coming day one to Game Pass. And it's something they did not say outright outright today. They talked about it in the blog post where um, it was like, we will share more on those games in the future. Um, so this is only the start of Xbox players being able to enjoy Activision and Blizzard games on Game Pass. We look forward to sharing more in the f- more soon. Like... That would have been a huge... I mean, the game has, of course, not been announced yet. Maybe that's one of the reasons, but... Like, that was kind of a rumor with... These games sell a ton. Like, putting Call of Duty on Game Pass, you will lose a lot. I Um, mean, one of the other things, which has been speculated over a lot in the last couple of years as the Activision Blizzard thing has gone through, is... um, whether or not there are lingering marketing deals with PlayStation for Call of Duty, because they've done that in the past, and so there could I be think, potentially hoops. I to think jump that this was there. the fine. This was either the final year or after, or this next game is already not. Uh, so yeah, they were ending. Uh, uh, yeah, getting to the either last year was the final game with the PlayStation agreement or this year's game. Yeah. So yeah, maybe then it's blocking that, of course. Yeah. It's going to be like with all this stuff, there's so many lingering licensing deals. And I mean, these multi-billion dollar corporations, they have deals spanning like five, six, seven, eight, ten years at any given time. So it's not as simple as just like pivoting 180 degrees. Um, so there will be probably some weird things that happen where like, oh, this skin is exclusive to PlayStation. And everybody's like, uh, what? But it's an Xbox game. What yeah, are you but talking that was- about? With Deathloop, of course, and Ghostwire Tokyo as well, when they bought Matesta, they already had those deals. So those games were launching first on PlayStation and not on Xbox. So, like you said, yeah. Um, But we will see. And like what I was already kind of teasing, we did have a next-gen Xbox quote. It was also in the video. Um, So, again, people were kind of worried that with Xbox, yeah, putting games on other platforms, that they were kind of moving away from the hardware. That was... Just I don't know really get why you would get that to that conclusion uh, when hearing that a Starfield might come to PlayStation a year later. Um, but yeah, people were kind of worried about that, and I think because that worry was, a lot of people were talking about it. They felt the need to say that the company is invested in the next generation roadmap, and what we're really focused on here is delivering the largest technological leap you will have ever seen in a hardware generation. Yeah, Boom. that's. That's some 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 big words. That, that some big words right there. Of course, it, like it's kind of wild to already. It feels like the Series X that I still have to repair somehow. <laughs> no, but that that uh, yeah, that's it's still fresh and new. Um, but yeah, they basically said, "Hey, we're we're in the hardware business for a long time," and they also said that at the end of this year in the holiday 
a period they will uh, talk about some exciting things for the Series S uh, and X as well in terms of hardware. And we, of course, thanks to the FTC uh, court battle, of course, learned about a discless Series X and Series S, I think, as well. So maybe they are still going ahead with that. Um, we will see. Yeah. I I think all of the, the outrage over all of these, you know, rumors and things, it now looks pretty silly. And it was all just speculation at the end of the day. But um, hearing that they very clearly have a lot of big plans in the works, they're not giving up. And specifically, that they're not just aiming to do like a, a refresh, but they are aiming, their goal is to provide the biggest leap technologically that you've ever seen in hardware generation over generation. And that is a big promise because yeah. in years past, I mean, there's been some pretty big leaps, like the jump from Xbox to the 360, even to the one to a lesser extent, but certainly from the one to the Series X, like those are big, big leaps and they're promising the biggest leap. So I don't know what that means. If that means that they're leaning into more um, like AI cloud, stuff right? or cloud yeah. stuff, like yeah. that wouldn't shock me. Like everybody's starting to shift towards the generative AI stuff. So maybe they start to um, do as Apple calls it, uh, neural engines in their, their devices to try and specifically be able to do on chip or on board um, processing of different AI tasks yeah. for NPCs and stuff in games. You could start to see that become a, a big mainstay. Um, in these consoles, but really, really interesting. And I mean, I think it also doubles up on something we've heard from PlayStation side of things, which is that console sales have started to slow down, which again, sounds weird because it feels like this generation just started, but we're headed into four years that these consoles have been out and that's over halfway through the generation, most generations in terms of timelines. So they are starting to look down the road, figure out what's coming next. And Xbox apparently has plans and so does PlayStation. Yeah. And, and that was kind of interesting because uh, if you just look at the PlayStation and kind of like they had some yeah big hits, of course, with Spider-Man, we learned that it sold more than 10 million copies. So that's, that's of course great. Uh, the console sold really well, but um, I'm not sure if you want to transition to that because we do. Uh, I, I have all that info also sure. right in front of me here. Um, because yeah, Sony had their financial call, and they of course this is the first time that we have the new uh, interim CEO kind of taking over from Jim Ryan. Of course, Jim Ryan will be stepping down in April, uh, so we have this new person coming in, and I don't think he has like a very knowledge. He has not been like very involved with the gaming side of Sony. So he's just coming in mostly as a business Sony person. Wasn't he and, on the phone uh, side of things? Mm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I can Google it. You keep going. You keep going. Cool, cool. Yeah. So, um, and th that's kind of cool or interesting to hear like a different take on it. So again, PlayStation is doing really well, but they kind of shot themselves because what they wanted for their current financial year is 25 million PlayStation 5 sold, which would have been a record. So that would be from April 2023 till March 2024. And right now, um, yeah, on uh, January 1st, they are at 16.4 million, I think. So they probably cannot reach the 9 million in uh, January, February, and March. So they now lowered their guidance from 25 million to 21 million, so 4 million less. Um, and yeah, that's kind of... What the heck? Okay, so they 
They really tried hard during the holiday period to also lower the price of the PS5. Did not work. So they're now kind of like, okay, we we are just going to go for a different approach. Um, we're going to lower the price less. And instead of selling more units, we're going to make more profit on these units. Because they now sold a lot, but they did not make as much profit. And basically what you were already alluding to, uh, Luke, is that they said... From now on, the PS5 will actually sell less. So we're now going from 21 million, that's what they expect for the current financial year we're in, to yeah, less than that. And that's kind of the peak of the PS5 has already happened, and that we're entering the latter um, yeah, half of the of the generation while yeah, we're entering the fourth year here. Yeah. So that's not a good sign. They're saying we, we don't expect to sell more than 21 million PS5s um yeah in the next financial years even with a game like gta 6 of course being console exclusive so maybe they're just being kind of like safe on that and maybe they yeah will uh yeah uh, increase that because i do think gta will sell a ton of consoles but um we will see especially if it uh, comes and they with al- like ps4 or ps5 pros and stuff like if yeah. have the ability to also offer pro consoles at the same time that's going to be a big deal yeah for sure for sure so they the ps5 pro might still be happening this year but uh yeah they did not of course talk about it um what they also said is that while mo- major projects are currently under development we do not plan to release any new major existing franchise title titles next financial year like a god of war ragnarok and marvel spider-man 2 so basically don't expect a yeah a big tentpole release that is like full priced and that will probably sell 10 million in a few months um and that's also kind of a bad sign they they had one every financial year and now from april 2024 till march 2025 we will not have any of those titles we already kind of expected it but it's still sad to yeah, kind of hear that. We're all kind of hoping um, that they maybe had something up their sleeves, like "Ooh, there's going to be something that they just come out this like summer. ghosts or something." Yeah, yeah ghosts ghost too, of out of nowhere. Yeah. But they they're telling investors there's nothing, so they're not going to yeah. lie to investors. <laughs> um, now, I still think this is interesting. Uh, I want to like talk about that, and I don't. I did not see a lot of people discuss that. It's that they also had this slide where they basically said for the for the next financial year. So again, April 2024 till March 2025. First party software profit will slightly decrease. So that is, I think, interesting because with them not having a big game like Marvel Spider Man, you would think that they would have a way bigger decrease. But they're basically saying, no, we still have first party games, just not as big as those games. But only having a slight decrease still means that you have some big titles. And uh, we know for a fact that Until Dawn is relaunching. That's, of course, not that big. There are rumors about the new Astrobot. So um, Concord, of course, the PvP game is still going to be there. But yeah, they like we in this financial year we have Spider-Man, um, we had the Horizon DLC, Rise of the Ronin, and uh, Helldivers 2. And in this next financial year, we don't know anything. We only know Until Dawn and Concord. So there are potentially some not like enormous titles but still some pretty big titles to to offset um that and i'm still holding my fingers crossed for like an atreus game i still think it makes a lot of sense to have like a miles morales atreus game i do agree that him with him saying don't expect like any major 
um, existing franchise titles that it makes God of War, whatever they will call it, uh, less likely. But on the other hand, it will not be like a $70 game. So Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I agree. It's, it's really interesting to hear all the behind-the-scenes things. One of the, the particularly interesting things that um, has kind of come out of this, of course, is with the guy that's taking over, at least in the interim, for Jim Ryan. Um, taking over at this very pivotal time in the generation, it's all the more interesting that this guy, Hiroki Totoki, I believe, um, he has a very interesting background. He's one, he's the second highest in command uh, at all of Sony. Like he is a head, head, head honcho. Okay, so he he is all the power you could hope to have for somebody in charge of PlayStation. He's taking over for all of that. But what's particularly interesting, especially in line with some of the statements he's made in the last couple of days, is that he has specifically described himself as being, quote, obsessed with growth. And this they is, want that. This is really, really interesting because back when they promoted him in February of 23, before he took over for Jim Ryan in the interim, um, one of the reasons they brought him on was because of his obsession with growing the business, not just maintaining what they have, but growing it. And it takes me back to something that Phil said in the Xbox podcast just uh, an hour or so ago, is that he said specifically, there's two ways that you can handle your business. You can either keep your existing group of customers and increase the ways that you monetize them to milk them dry, or you can grow it so that more people come into the fold and you don't change how you monetize it. You just increase the number of people coming in so you end up making more it's like that's how you grow a business you got the two options this guy is obsessed with growth full stop which could potentially see a shifting in uh jim ryan's approach uh, it could mean that he doubles down on live service stuff because he wants to grow the live service element it could mean that he doubles down on green lighting first party games or maybe bringing stuff cross-platform but at the very least it seems like if this guy is now taking a more direct role within playstation even if it's only for a year while they hunt for a yeah. replacement it does suggest that things will potentially change at playstation you could see yeah, some more I games come to uh, pc you could see other yeah. things like that it, it, i mean it's already interesting like uh we of course have these uh, sony investor calls often and this is the first time that we get quite a lot of news because he just brings a completely different perspective he also said that he went to the studios uh from playstation and said that everyone is working really hard to fulfill their responsibility to try to optimize the business and i understand that but overall growth and sustainable mm -hmm. uh, profit profitability or increasing margin, how will that translate to these goals? I don't think people understand that deeply. I think that is the problem of the organization. So basically, he is saying, I really think it's awesome that we're trying to make the best possible games. But I just think, and we saw that with the Insomniac leak as well, it's not sustainable and we can probably tweak some things here and there in the pipelines and um, how we make these enormous games to, in the end, spend way less on them and make way more money. Um, and I do think that's kind of what PlayStation needs because that's what we saw. The first Spider-Man game, $100 million. The second one, $300 million. And for Spider-Man 3, they were expecting like $350 million or something as a budget. And we now know Spider-Man 2 sold $10 million. 
but they needed to sell 7.2 million to break even. So that's wild. Like, so it makes sense that, uh, yeah, they are going to look at that and, uh, and it's interesting that, that he describes it as having like the organization has some significant problems. Um, yeah, yeah. It's the benefit of bringing in an executive with fresh eyes and a different perspective because he'll come in and for one executive, it might be like, oh, no, PlayStation's super healthy. We don't need to change anything. But he comes in and he's like, no, there are huge problems. We have to find a way to increase growth. How are these games we're making going to grow the business? How does that bring new people into the fold? Because PlayStation, you know, it's there are pros and cons of course to being the console leader but one of the things is like there's not a lot of room to grow you know at least xbox there's plenty of room to grow because they're kind of the small dog uh the underdog but with playstation they've kind of won that everybody who wants a playstation is a playstation fan probably already has one so how do you grow the business how do you get more players how do you get more revenue do you monetize them further do you try to bring more of those games to play pc which i think has proven pretty successful especially with hell divers um and so it's and that's what he has been saying as well so like uh yeah he is saying like in the in the past we wanted to uh popularize consoles and the first party titles main purpose was to make the co uh, console popular of course yeah i have a god of War ragnarok you can only play it on ps5 that will sell consoles but now with him like seeing that these games are getting more and more expensive, actually going to PC as well makes a lot of sense. And I actually think, and that's I think Helldivers is the perfect example of that, because more people are playing, or because it is also on PC, more streamers, for example, play it as well. And there are just way more people talking about it. So I think that elevates the PS5 version a lot as well. Mm. So I think it's super smart to yeah, launch these games onto systems. And also well, we saw with Spider-Man, for example, Miles um, and Spider-Man 1 did not really sell very well on PC because they were kind of old by that point already. Um, so, yeah, I think they're going to... I mean, Horizon, two years after launch, uh, I think it's going to be maybe God of War at the end of this year already. That would also be two years. So, yeah, I do think we're going to see an acceleration of that. Yeah. I agree. We're just in a very, very interesting time in the industry where there's a lot of pressures going on. Console sales are starting to slow down a bit. And uh, as we've seen and what Phil alluded to earlier was that because the he, it was interesting, he's like 2023 had some amazing games in it, but the industry didn't grow. And that's really an important thing to note is like, just because there have been some amazing games released doesn't mean that the industry as a whole is also like at the best point it's ever been. Um, and one of the things that a lot of analysts have been speaking about in the tech sector and especially in the video game industry is that growth has started to slow down a lot. Gaming is bigger than ever, but it's also bigger than ever. Like, again, when you're at the top and you got the huge market share and a lot of people are playing games, it's like, where do you go to get the business to grow and the industry to grow? And I think that that's a, a difficulty they are running into. At yeah, this especially because this year is not going to be better than 2023 in terms of new releases. So is this, this is going to be a, a smaller year unless like Nintendo can save everyone with the new Switch. But apart Maybe. from that, uh, <laughs> yeah, apart from that, the new... Uh, yeah, yeah, the gaming industry is probably uh, going to be below what they were uh, last year. So, yeah, it's very interesting. And that's why I'm 
to be honest, kind of surprised that the Xbox news is just that. I, I really thought they were going more in that direction because I don't think bringing Halo Infinite or Gears of War to PlayStation hurts Xbox. And I don't think... I, I really think we're at this point. Like, Also, the Xbox Series X was being sold for $350 in the holiday season. Like, I think people who wanted that already have it. Or people... Yeah, even with that price that low, people still did not buy it. So I don't think, yeah, losing gears will will change that. So, yeah, um, I I mean it's my my prediction is that um, a lot of this will hinge on what PlayStation does for the next gen consoles, because right now it looks like Xbox is targeting twenty twenty six for hardware for major hardware release. Um, yeah and sony it's been rumored is targeting more of a 2027 timeline we don't know if that's going to move up if that will will accelerate but it would be very very interesting to see xbox come along with a hugely improved console in terms of power as they're alluding to uh, in 2026 and then playstation gives them a whole year where they have the most powerful console on the market and hopefully some exclusive games on game pass that can really showcase how graphically impressive they can push it. Um, that's very, very possible. And it will be very interesting to see what, uh, PlayStation does if they try to accelerate the plans or if they just continue doing their own thing, it's going to be fascinating. Yeah. And I mean, the 2026 was of course just a rumor because them, talking about they will still have exciting things for series x and s in holiday 2024 like mm-hmm. the rumor was that they were gonna not do the uh, mid-gen refresh um even though it might not be more powerful but yeah they that they were I gonna skip the, that for, for the new hardware in 2026 wasn't the leak um, with like the cylinder trash can looking one wasn't that just a series x but discless and yeah yeah, uh, yeah, more storage. Yeah. So maybe that's just what they're talking about. It's just yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, but, uh, it's yeah. a trash can Xbox. Yeah. It's an X can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like maybe that's what they do. Who knows? Uh, I do want to yeah. say, um, maybe this isn't the most graceful uh, transition, but okay. the one of the last things we discussed on our last show were predictions for uh, a particular oh, yeah. number. Do you remember what that prediction was for? Um, it was not a Metacritic score, right? No, it was for no. players, peak players for something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I won. Yeah, yeah. big time. So last <laughs> show, we took guesses because technically speaking, it was like the day that Suicide Squad, I think, came out, but it wasn't the weekend yet. So we were thinking yeah. that the next day, Saturday the the game would hit its all-time peak. I was saying I think they'll hit 30 I think I said 34,000 all-time yeah, yeah, peak. Like I was like they'll yeah. beat Marvel's Avengers which had a peak of 31,000, but um I don't think they do much more than that. You said I think 25 I think is what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh well everyone, That's... I hate <laughs> to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, <laughs> it peaked 12 days ago at 13,459. Not even half of Marvel's Avengers, which is such a dead game right now that you literally cannot buy it. It is unlisted. and half of Gotham Knights. Uh, who would have thought when both were announced that this was going to be the game that would do significantly worse? I really think this game has not sold one million yet. 
Yeah, I I mean, the owner estimations, which are very, very flimsy, so don't take these with much weight, but VG Insights guesses 178K on PC. Steam Spy, 120. That's like on the bigger. Yeah. And these are on the high on the 20. end. Yeah. Um, so, but if you take the average between these, it's maybe around 120, 130,000. Yeah. You just take those guesses. And sure, it's more on console, but that still would not reach a million easily. So I really think this flop big time. It's really incredible. It's a big old stinky stinky. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not good. Meanwhile, another game that I did not expect to love, but I sure do, Helldivers it's just oh. casually peaking at over, you know, 200,000 players two days ago over the weekend. Yeah, that's wild, um, yeah. And right now, on a, a freaking Thursday in the early afternoon here in the States, it's at 184,000 concurrent. I mean, those people are doing it right. Like, all the Xbox fans were, like, refreshing the YouTube page from uh, Microsoft for that podcast. And everyone's like... I'm just playing Helldivers. I, I don't care about all this <laughs> yeah. drama. They're 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 the winners. They they are doing it right. They're doing it right. Yeah, I I have a video coming out probably later today on why I think uh, I I like Helldivers too so much. Why I think it works so well. Um, and there's a handful of reasons. I I just think that it does so many things well, and it's not trying to be something it's not. And it's just it managed also to avoid all of the drama of live service crap. Um, by not having extremely egregious monetization and then just also not trying to frame itself as a narrative game, but it's just like, yeah, we're just going to have fun and be silly and people are having a great really, time. If we, if we made a prediction about that game, I would have been dead wrong. I, I really thought that it was too. flying under the radar and uh, I, I did not see a lot of excitement pre-launch. It, it, it was, it had like weird trailers during the state of play where they did not really know how to communicate how great it was. The marketing was just really bad. Uh, but luckily, the game is amazing. So apl I applaud them. Like I tweeted yesterday, did Sony buy Arrowhead yet? Because it's going to happen. They're going to buy that studio and it would be like a perfect uh, fit for them. Yeah, it, it really is crazy impressive. I don't think anybody expected this to be this big. Not even the developers or publisher. Like most of the yeah, server yeah. issues they've had are directly because they didn't anticipate 200,000 people playing on PC and however many, you know, a million on consoles. Yeah, it's, Who knows? it's bigger on, on PC than PlayStation. Like it's huge. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, but I, I think it's also nice. a testament to how these games... It's I've used the, the the comparison before. It's like a divining rod. It either points the right way or doesn't. Like either you have fun with these games or you don't. Either a live service game is something you want to invite your friends to play or it isn't. And if it is, the game will be successful. After I played this, I had so much fun. I have told like everybody in my friend group, everybody I play games with that that they need to get this. And as a result, like just from me trying to convince my friends to get it. One extra person bought it. One, one extra. It's actually no, seven. No. <laughs> like oh, yeah. seven I'm more kidding. people have bought it to be able to play and do this. And they're having a great time and they're inviting their friends to play it. And that's how these games work and and grow with growth. Um, and it's also, I think TikTok and short form content has really, really helped it because there's been so many videos that have gone semi-viral or even viral of people doing crazy things in this game where like they leap onto a tank, call in an airstrike on the tank and they leap off of it, flying backwards, shooting bugs as the airstrike comes in, blows up the tank. And those clips go viral. People see that and they're like, I want to, I want to play that damn game. Um, yeah, no, it sells itself. It's it's really good, and it's forty bucks. I think that yeah. that's of course interesting. We 
we had Pal World earlier this year. That was thirty bucks. So it really seems to be the sweet spot for people that are like, I think seventy dollars. You're like, I'm I'm not sure. I I really need to do more research, whatever. And for forty thirty, you can way more easily convince people to just buy the bullet and try it out. I think so, it's uh, it is fascinating because I think when you are in a very good financial position. 70 bucks versus 40 bucks might not seem like that big of a deal but for the vast vast it's majority like of people it's a twice huge deal. the price almost yeah. yeah a 40 dollar game is affordable a 71 is like that's maybe once a quarter you justify getting that so you got to make damn sure that game is good and i think suicide squad if it launched at 30 or 40 bucks or even free to play or something certainly um i think just a, a reduced price would have caused a lot more yeah but it would it. not have like i mean the, the right now when we're talking it's like below the 2000 players like this game I, they're they're gonna do like some sort of crazy i think I, my my prediction for what i was gonna go because i did have an update yesterday i'm not sure if you saw it i'm giving you content ideas right here Ooh. they did have an update that nobody liked they're they're nerving stuff they're removing stuff so uh yeah that didn't go over well um but uh, actually, an XP farm that I discovered has been nerfed. But uh, oh wow! <laughs> no, but uh, um, like this game, I think they're gonna try the Joker season and, and see. But I don't think it's gonna work. It's it's not gonna bring more people back. I think usually for DLCs, only twenty percent of the people come back, and that's like a very small percentage. <laughs> so there was not a lot here. Even if it was free to play, there would not have been enough to keep people engaged anyway um well, and it's i'm curious a, out of this were hell divers do you have an idea for what the longevity for that is do you have do you think it's like a better i mean suited for that it kind of depends on their their long-term strategy they are doing some cool kind of meta stuff where like have you played it at all uh no not no. really i was like banishers and uh, no that's yeah, that's totally fine that. just uh, like to just explain so people kind of understand what I'm saying. Like basically the missions are all broken up on kind of a galaxy map. And so there's one side of the galaxy is basically uh, being invaded by these bug creatures. The other side is in being invaded by these like Terminator looking automatons. And so you can kind of pick which missions you want to do. They're totally different types of enemies. And, and that can be fun because you're like, if I'm feeling bugs, I'll go over here. If I'm feeling Terminators that shoot at me, I can go over there and do it. And it shakes it up. One of the ways that they could support this long term is potentially introducing another invading faction through another portion of the, the map. There's other ways that they're doing it where like the um, the automatons might be pushing in further. And so you as a as a community, everybody playing the game has to fight them back. And so there's cool stuff like that. They also currently have nine difficulty options. I believe the original Helldivers oh, had like 15. So if they do like basically a seasonal uh, seasonal update where they bring a new difficulty option. So they add a level 10, which is just another tier even more difficult and it introduces a new class of extra huge crazy scary monster bug or terminator that i think would be reason enough for people to go back in and try it because it does kind of make its uh make its own fun like it, it's just purely cinematic yeah. and chaotic in a really cool way did, so did you see the the video they put it up today about the yeah potential new defender mode or something uh i don't think so on their twitter I don't think so. I'm yeah, they the loop. earlier today. Yeah, I think it's like a the studios from Sweden. 
where are they? Yeah, they're in Sweden. So yeah, it was like European time. So that's why you probably did not see it. But yeah, they were. They are already teasing like a defender mode or whatever. Was mm. that also in the first game? Probably. I did see. Yeah, probably a lot of stuff. Um, seems to be like this is kind of what I'm talking about with this. Like, um, they share this and they show how. They've launched a new attack. Automatons attack developed worlds, so they move into a new portion of the map. But this map that they show, like, there are all these sections on the lower portion of it that are just totally empty. And I think there's the, the potential for them to do updates and stuff where they bring in another faction that comes in down here, and it's all new types of enemies that you can Yeah, fight. that would be cool. That, I think, drives a lot of players to stay engaged. So I think it has a lot more staying power, and it's also just... Um, to be honest, like the chaos and the self-made cinematic feel of everything yeah, yeah, yeah. does help with the repetition a lot. And the Suicide Squad, like yeah. three, basically three missions you repeat ad infinitum, uh, like at the end game is just not enough to keep people logging in every single day. Whereas with this, like you can keep doing missions that are fun on difficulty five, but you know I can still keep working and managing to go up and up and up and up and up uh, until I reach difficulty nine. And then my, my brain is just going to be blown. Like for me, I don't think I'll be satisfied till I can complete missions on the highest difficulty. Like that for me is the end goal. So it's not even, you know, people are asking what's the goal of the game. What's the ultimate thing. It's not a narrative goal. It's, it's the goal of like, that works the most for yeah. co-op games, right? Uh, that you don't have to, yeah, uh, see a cutscene like you're just talking with your friends. Like you don't want to like, uh, yeah, watch uh, videos. And they're already stepping up. Like <laughs> they're hiring more developers to, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's like take advantage of this. Map. Players want yeah. what we have. I, I mean, Sword Ma or Swordfish Master in Twitch chat is saying the director also confirmed that players haven't seen even seventy percent of the enemy types yet. If that's true, and there are even more that oh, are damn. on like the super high level difficulties or maybe they just have made more that they're going to be introducing through updates and patches yeah. and stuff that's super super cool because uh for me it's like what gets me excited is when you're doing a mission and you come across like the gigantic bile titan and it gets your heart pumping your hands are sweating like that's what i get really excited and that's the the adrenaline rush that makes the game really really fun and you know you might die in one run but then you and your friends are like, okay, I think I know what I need to do next. I need to bring in these stratagems and I need to bring in this uh, missile launcher and this, this, and this. And then you figure it out and and you're good to go. Um, so I think it has way more staying power. I know some people are like, some people were guessing that by this week, Helldivers 2 would have already died out. Um, but I just don't think it's that kind of game. I think it's a game that has a long staying potential um the fact that there are upgrades not just to the individual player but also to the ship and those affect all of your stratagems and those are very difficult upgrades to get because they take a lot of materials that you collect on missions and stuff that i think is very very appealing for a lot of people um and will keep them around longer and if they keep doing updates like this where they're they're changing the dynamics of the in-game fight against these enemies that's a really cool meta way of motivating all players to work together against like this, this in-game threat. It's a really cool concept. And I think there's the potential for them to introduce even more um, threats or maybe the bugs cross over with the automaton. So you have bugs 
fighting the Terminator dudes, <laughs> fighting the player, doing missions. Like there's all sorts of potential for crossovers. Yeah, yeah. And they could really go crazy. Yeah. So, I saw someone say that they worked like seven years on the game. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's so smooth. I, I believe it. It's, it's yeah. crazy. It's very, very I mean, crazy. they haven't launched the game in like forever, Arrowhead as well. So yeah, it makes sense that they've been working on it. Wouldn't it be surprised if they maybe first did the top-down view and were like, yeah, let's make this more uh, for a wider audience. Mm -hmm. So uh, Just get their feet under them. Do something a little more approachable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's really cool to see that be successful. And it's, it's a great contrast to some of the other live service games um, that we've gotten whether that be Skull and Bones or Suicide Squad or, or any of these others that have been struggling. Um, it's just a nice palate cleanser in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah. So you have a new uh, membership. Uh, oh, we got Taz oh, again. Geez. Oh, geez. I'm sorry. As always. Oh, Taz, thank you. Just gifted five memberships in YouTube chat. Thank you, my friend. And welcome, everybody. Welcome. You're all now officially red flags. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Um, let's see. How do you guys feel about Rise of the Ronin and Dragon's Dogma 2 launching on the same day? Which, which it seems like most players are one or the other. Like, not many people are going to try to do both. Which one it are sucks. you more interested in? I think Dragon's Dogma is going to be the better game. I think Rise of the Ronin is more my typing i don't know yeah it just sucks i wish those two games could because the next game after that is stellar blade at the end of april like push it out i know it's then not in the financial year anymore but just push it out two weeks and then we have one first then the other then stellar blade um yeah i, I would probably go for dragon's dogma i think there there's more depth there i do i do think that game has more interesting things going for it I think Rise of the Ronin really feels like this sort of game to hold us over till the next PlayStation game that we know will not happen for the next 12 months. But uh, I think still, I still think it would be cool. Uh, it's just going to be like a fun evolution for what uh, Tim Ninjas is known for, like the Neo games. Um, they, of course, did the Stranger of Paradise game from Final Fantasy as well. That was better than I expected. So they, 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 this really seems that they got the proper funding. This is their most ambitious title. But uh, yeah, there are probably going to be some weird open world. Like this is the first or their first open world game, so it's gonna be kind of weird in that sense. But the gameplay looks very smooth. It will probably run sixty on console, and Dragon's Dogma is still a question mark. Uh, they did say they had uncapped frame rate, but that doesn't mean they have sixty FPS. Yeah, so, and the the um, Digital Foundry guys, we did a video on that on the live channel, and there were a lot of people. Um, <laughs> that have been questioning whether Dragon's Dogma runs 30, 60, 40, whatever. Yeah. And uh, they did all the frame counting and everything. And apparently it, it's just totally unlocked. Sometimes it's running at 25. Other times it runs at 60. It's just all over the place. And the, the reason that's an issue is because just for anybody that might not be familiar with it, like the human eye and brain does not like frame rates to change a lot. They, the brain much prefers it to be 40 or 30 or 60. Like it may be variable above 90 frames between 90 and 120 that works. But when you're varying that much, 
between 60 and then 25, then 35, then 30, and then 60 again, it, it'll make you sick. It, it can actually make you like motion sick. So my hope is at the very least, maybe there's an uncapped mode, but give us an option to cap it at like 30. I would rather play it at 30 than uncapped, sometimes going yeah. to 60, other times to 25. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that they do something like that, but we'll see. I mean, they're working on optimizations. I think they've been very quiet about what options are there for a reason because they're probably still trying to figure it out. But um, we'll see there. Personally, to me, Rise of the Ronin, just it's got that kind of stank to it. There's just something about it where I look at the gameplay and it just looks like it's going to have a lot of issues, technically speaking. Like I think there's going to be a butt ton of pop in. There's going to be all sorts of issues with uh stuttering and it's it's just going to be one of those games which isn't necessarily like a deal breaker but it it is a i think one more resistance or speed bump that gets in the way of me choosing that yeah. over dragon songma 2 because dragon yeah, songma yeah. 2 to me just looks so badass and so cool that uh, that's for me i think where i'm i'm leaning towards yeah yeah it's really trying new things for things like the first game already did things that we still have not really seen in other games and they're just expanding on that and it seems that rise the ronin is just taking three different types of games and meshing them together into one and yeah with the graphics of a ps4 game but the smooth gameplay that you expect from that studio so i'm just kind of like we talked about it before i'm just I just hope that people know what they're getting into because it's the same price as God of War or Ghost of Tsushima. Mm -hmm. And it has the PlayStation logo. Like, I hope people understand that it's not that quality that you get. But That's uh, potentially... I mean, we've talked about that on stream yeah. before is the, the potential damage to PlayStation's first-party game branding by putting their PlayStation Studio logo or PlayStation Games logo, whatever, on... Uh, all these third-party games which have notably lower quality because i feel like xbox had to learn the hard way with redfall that if their name yep. is on something it reflects really poorly if it's not good um and it makes yeah and we saw that bad. with the uh, avengers and guardians of the galaxy different studios but it had square enix on the box so people were like oh i'm not getting that yeah yeah so it's it's gonna be interesting. maybe you know playstation dodges all of that maybe it ends up being fantastic but it does seem to be interesting that they are choosing to uh lean into this publishing so much um i get it like they don't have any first party games seemingly coming this year so they want to have at least something with the playstation logo on it still is kind of weird to me yeah, um, yeah i'd rather they just I, I don't know it's it's just it's it, uh, i don't know what else to say <laughs> i'm out of words i'm out of words <laughs> i'm out of words oh god um well with all of this we yeah we got one quick one uh reinhardt saying uh five uh, five euros thanks for that crimson desert beta demo confirmed for summer launch date q4 q1 2025 really that's like bigger than the Xbox news. But uh, sorry, Luke, I think you have to go, right? Oh, that's crazy. Um, yes, I do have to go. I think I'm kind of dreading it because I think what they have to do, for those of you that popped in late, um, I, I slammed my finger in the the door of the car taking Lockie out uh, of his car seat. And so my thumbnail is like turning blue and purple and everything. So I've been icing it and stuff, but... I'm I'm kind of afraid because I'm going to go to the urgent care and basically what they're going to do is I think poke okay for those of you that are squeamish plug your ears for like 10 seconds they're going to use a, a needle and they poke a hole in the blue part 
and then they like squeeze it out and flush the blood out so that it alleviates the pressure. Um, it's not going to be fun. It's going to be a lot. So <laughs> I'm dreading. Okay, we're good. <laughs> we're okay. good. Um, okay. Nothing you haven't seen. Yeah, that'll be $4,000. Yeah, American <laughs> Healthcare, baby. No, I specifically have a healthcare oh, plan to allow um, where like emergency room visits and urgent care stuff is included because I have two kids and, you know, little boys get in trouble all the time. So like when Orion had RSV in early December and was hospitalized, we didn't actually have to um, pay very much. I mean, we pay a lot every month for our, our health care plan, like a lot, but uh, we didn't get slapped with like a $30,000 bill as a result of that, thankfully, which a lot of people unfortunately do get slapped with, which is crazy. Damn, yeah. Um, just pull up a clip so you know what to expect. Oh, dude, I... I have any of you guys ever watched um, Deadliest Catch? Did you ever see that, Joe Raptor? No. Deadliest Catch. Maybe it was just like a U.S. thing. But it's basically a, a, one of those reality shows like on the Discovery Channel where they brought cameras onto crab fishing boats in the Bering Sea, which is like right off of Alaska. Um, and it's where they go and go crab fishing. And in that show, I mean, it's it's called like the most dangerous job on earth because like the mortality rates are super high. People get injured all of the time because you're swinging around thousand pound crab pots made of nothing but steel on the deck of a ship that's moving in crazy seas. It's a really great show. Highly recommend you watch Deadliest Catch if you have not. Um, but one of the things uh, in that show was somebody got their hand crushed between like two thousand pound crab pots and they had this same thing and so i saw how they fixed the problem on a crab boat in the middle of the ocean and so i'm guessing this will not be as bad as what they had to do in that show but <laughs> so I, I know what the worst case scenario <laughs> okay, is. <laughs> okay okay that's good that's good that's good um yeah anyway anyway it's just it's a whole thing but i think the lesson for all of this is that uh Rumors are rumors. Speculation is speculation. Yeah. Um, touch grass. <laughs> touch grass. Uh, yeah. And sometimes just because something's being considered does not mean that it's actually going to happen. Like I can consider uh, chopping off my thumb to get rid of the injured fingernail. I can consider that and then immediately go, nah, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't mean confirm luke's chopping off his thumb that's not what that means but people were acting like that where it's like yeah microsoft yeah. has considered bringing starfield and all of their future games day one to ps5 they considered it are they doing it no no still think that would would have been smarter though but hey. i think they would have to be super clear like only after yeah, yeah, a yeah. year will do it i i agree it would be upsetting they're for still people. not super clear like they still are leaving they're now just say these four for now so they want to yeah. leave the door open i mean no corporate bigwig wants to ever lock yeah, themselves yeah, yeah. into a commitment i mean god knows they locked themselves in with a lot of commitments during the ftc stuff for activision so i'm sure like they have to be so freaking precise with their language which is probably why they're not doing these this podcast live or with an actual q a oh yeah with a journalist like they need to be very very precise with what they say um yeah being clear is being self-restrictive exactly and if they can avoid being restrictive just avoid that like stay flexible stay flexible. be water as uh, bruce lee would say be water 
That's the key. Um, but all these YouTubers putting it out like it was fact for clicks and views and money. I don't know. Maybe I'm just out of the loop. I know like there were some really funny Xbox fanboys that were like uh, singing like uh, funeral, whatever they call them, uh, songs to their xboxes throwing them away burning their xbox shirts yeah no there were stuff. really also people like on twitter i'm gonna step down i can't do this anymore like I'm yeah there was quit. like that one yeah. xbox creator who was saying he was gonna retire because of it like that was just really cringe um and i hope yeah, we can yeah. all join together and laugh at them but uh, most youtubers i know of at least like i think there was a misconception where people thought reporting on the rumors was confirmation of the rumors and that's not the yeah, case. Yeah, yeah and maybe those creators need to be more clear moving forward including myself i mean maybe i contributed to this unintentionally um but i i do think it just needs to be very very clear always like this is just yeah, a but rumor for for my uh weekly uh, gaming news roundup i did look at some thumbnails and you do have for example mr maddie play say this is insane the end of xbox is here that was his title was it a, they have, like, was there a question mark uh, uh yeah well there here? was a question mark. i have not watched the video to be honest but it it's is like, funny there's a rule in marketing that we talked about in college where it was like if you ever see anything like on online where it asks, there's a name for it. It's like the Wilhelm question or there's something like that. There's a name for it. But um, it was like, if there's ever a question asked in a news story or article headline or anything like that, YouTube video headline, the answer is always no. Yeah. <laughs> so if a YouTuber ever makes a video that's like the end of Xbox question mark, the yeah, answer is yeah. no. So it's no. it's always makes me laugh whenever I see one of those. Yeah, yeah. We have Colt Eastwood said Xbox console wars dead. Xbox game going to piece five. Well, nobody should take him seriously, so that's okay. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and is Xbox dying? But also with a question mark. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, the answer is always no. Yeah. Always no. Okay. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I yeah, the video is in line with what y'all are saying, though. He doesn't think it's that big. Of a deal. I understand, like asking the question in the thumbnail that. Um, is very dramatic probably drives more clicks than everything i but i think when you have a an xbox focused channel you have to be extra careful yeah, yeah, for no. sure. um just because a lot of people will just see the thumbnail and just go with that um which yeah, but like, he probably explained it well. Uh, I'm sure of it and uh... i've just found it and this is i would offer this as just a a sort of word of comfort to a lot of creators out there, anybody that might see this. I have found out that when my thumbnails are less clickbaity, they perform way better. Like if I just say the game was trash in the thumbnail and the thesis of the video is that the game was trash with like skull and bones, that does really well. I don't need to do, does this game live up to the hype question mark? Because the answer is always going to be no whenever a question is asked in a thumbnail or video title. Uh, like, I don't need to do that. I have found in my experience with a lot of testing, just saying it clearly and concisely, viewers respect it a lot more. And they just are like, okay, I know what I'm getting into. And they like, it works way, way better. And you also get, it's it's more rare for people to misconstrue your points and say, well, didn't you say X, Y, and Z about that game? And it's like, no. Well, I saw a thumbnail and I thought you said that. Okay, well, watch the video, dumbass. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, Come on. yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, all of that is, is uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, Leo. Maddie is the reason people broke their Xbox confirmed? The answer is always no whenever a question's asked. <laughs> so no, <laughs> that's great. Um, 
Yeah, with all this, I just think it's the the unfortunate uh, reality for a lot of these creators is that they they jumped the gun, and now I think a lot of those diehard Xbox fans are looking a little silly, and um, I I just think it's an affirmation again for everybody that sometimes the answer is a lot less dramatic than you might think. It might be exciting to think Xbox is leaving the console market. It's probably not the case. It's probably much more boring than that. Usually yeah. it is, at least. Um, let's see. Thank you real quick to Judson. Also for the $5 Super Chat. Well, this is a stepping stone. If future games excuse me, will come to other consoles, four games will be the start, and then we will see. <clears throat> yeah, they want to keep their doors open, for sure. But, you know, Makes I think sense. it's it's unreasonable to panic and like burn your Xbox consoles and retire and stuff because there's the potential that in future years, some games might go to another console. Like it's just the, the reaction a lot of these people had were indefensibly ridiculous, (laughs) like hilariously out of left field. It was just crazy outrageous how a lot of these people, um, freaked out about all of this and unnecessarily i mean it, it really was ridiculous um yeah and hi-fi rush on switch will sell easily one million in opening week and i can see more games coming in the future well and there's what? certain there's i don't know a million is a lot but it's there are some games that i think make sense on the switch and make sense on other uh, hardware like pentiment is a really good handheld game that you play in bed or on uh, a train, you know, commuting to work. Same with Hi-Fi Rush. Those are really good games for on the go. Um, not super graphically demanding. They're very artsy. And then the other game, Sea of Thieves. Great on PlayStation Portal. Yeah. Uh, sea of Thieves yeah. and Grounded, they benefit from b- bigger player bases. So bringing in all of those PlayStation gamers is a fantastic uh, opportunity for Sea of Thieves and Grounded to become better games even on Xbox because there will be more players out there to match make with and play with. That's yeah. a win. I, I don't see how that harms anything. And that's why I think it was really telling when you would kind of press people, why would it be bad for Hi-Fi Rush to go to the Switch and to PlayStation? Why would it be bad for Grounded to go or Sea of Thieves? It was mostly go? the Indiana Jones and Starfield things, I think, that, that yeah. made people uh, get angry. And uh, yeah, those are not happening. Yeah, I think those, um, those, I think if they came like Indiana Jones came day one to PlayStation 5, that would feel weird. Like, okay, well, why did you buy all these studios if you're just going to treat it like it's not exclusive? Like, what are we doing? But, um, yeah. and you know, if somebody was just upset about the potential of that maybe happening, okay whatever but being upset over like hi-fi rush going to switch or playstation or sea of thieves going i i think it would always just come down to well no it's our exclusive they can't have it because then it won't be just ours and that to me i think is just a silly reason especially when bringing it to other platforms will verifiably increase the player base and therefore lead to a a healthier game and community so um i just think it it works better Hundred percent. I think Sea of Thieves will be the most popular of those. I I don't see Pentiment selling really well. Hi-Fi Rush. I'm not so sure. Maybe in Japan. Um, I mean, like you said. That's, yeah, sure. A lot of players might have been interested in that that just literally couldn't play it because they didn't have Xbox. Yeah. So yeah, no, sure. Maybe yeah. that's the thing. I don't know. And Grounded, I'm not even sure if they're still supporting that, but yeah, guess right. they are. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, it's it's been a crazy week, but. Uh, the lesson for everybody is just to calm down, 
keep a level head and you won't look like an idiot when more information comes out. Yeah, get those, get that Xbox out of the trash can. Yeah, it was not worth it. It was not worth it. <laughs> Soon you'll have an Xbox that looks like a trash can, a trash so you won't can. have to even yeah. throw it anywhere. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, do you have any closing thoughts to offer everybody? Yeah, don't buy skull and bones. Don't buy skull and bones. That is wiser words have never been said. <laughs> that's that's a very good uh, way to end it. And then my closing thoughts, I guess, would just be. Play Helldivers and uh, watch your fingers indoors. Um, yeah. Do that. Good one. So thank you, everybody, for hanging. Thank you to everybody who gave us super chats and subs and stuff. You guys are all fantastic. We love you dearly. Um, and we'll, we'll talk soon. Much love, everybody. Stay safe. We love yes. you. And we'll see you in the Goodbye, next Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for watching.